Good morning, my dear friends. Welcome back to our daily devotions as we shelter in place. In our times together, Pastor Jim has been leading us through the book of Daniel. Pastor Brian has been sharing updates from our mission partners, and I have been looking at the book of Philippians with you. We have reached Philippians 4, 4. This is probably the most well-known verse in the entire letter. Let's look at that. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. This verse is seared in my memory. In my church youth group growing up and at camps in the summer, we used to sing this verse. And we had a snappy, bouncy chorus attached to it. Rejoice, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. The chorus must have had hand motions attached because I cannot sing it without my hands going up. As a teenager, that song used to irritate me at times, not because of the words, but because of the bounciness of the tune. There were times that I did not feel bouncy. And there were times that people used that song to try to snap me out of feeling sad or looking irritated. And that did not work. Taken out of context, this verse sounds Pollyanna-ish. It sounds repressive, as if we are not supposed to feel our feelings. But we know where that leads. If you stuff your feelings, they will either eventually explode or implode. But Paul isn't saying, be happy. And in the context of the letter that he has written to the Philippians, this verse does not have a bouncy tune. Think about that context. Paul was writing from chains in a Roman prison, awaiting trial in a Roman court for violating Roman law. Paul was a Roman citizen, but even for citizens, things did not normally go well if you were seen as opposing Caesar. And that's exactly what was going on for Paul because he was saying that Jesus, not Caesar, was Lord. And in the midst of this crisis, he was separated from those in the Philippian church that he loved so dearly. And that was a huge loss. When we face crises, we want our loved ones to be near. Some of you are experiencing the loss of being separated from those you love during this sheltering in place, so you know how much that might have been difficult for Paul and the Philippians. Meanwhile, while Paul was in prison, separated from the Philippians, there were some who were trying to stir up trouble for Paul while he was in prison by preaching out of the wrong motives. And Paul couldn't do anything to stop them. And in the Philippian church, there were some who were telling the Philippians that in order to be a true Christian, you had to follow Jewish law. 
And Paul wasn't there to argue against that. And in the Philippian church, there was conflict between some of the leaders. And Paul wasn't there to help them work through that. The Philippians were facing all that, plus persecution for believing in Jesus. All in all, it was a hot mess. And it was in that context that Paul wrote, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Paul is not telling us to ignore our feelings, to pretend that our circumstances are not difficult. Instead, Paul is giving sober advice, a sober command on how to behave in the midst of difficult circumstances. We are to rejoice in the Lord. Paul himself has already given a model of how he does that. When he was describing what was going on while he was in prison, he and talking about those who were trying to stir up trouble, he concluded in 118, but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Did you catch that? I will continue to rejoice. Rejoicing was a choice that Paul made. Paul chose to look at the circumstances he was facing and then to look at what was important. He looked at Jesus, at who Jesus is, what Jesus has been doing, what Jesus is doing. And because of that, he was able to rejoice. We can do that as we shelter in place. We can take a hard look at the reality of the difficulty of what we are facing, what we have lost, what we are having to cope with, what might be in our future. And then we can look at Jesus, at who he is, what he has done, what he is doing. There is a hymn that I also sang as a teenager that better expresses what Paul is saying here. Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. I am finding out the greatness of thy loving heart. Thou hast bid me gaze upon thee, and thy beauty fills my soul. For by thy transforming power, thou hast made me whole. That is something to rejoice in, always. Let's pray. Lord, we ask for your help to help us gaze upon you rather than upon our circumstances. Help us see what is going on through your perspective. Help us focus on who you are and how you are at work. And help us to rejoice 
always. We ask these things in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen.